Welcome to your new favorite band, the podcast brought to you by the LA Navy. And now, your hosts, Dallas Dwight and Drizzle Silvera. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of your new favorite band with the LA Maybe. I am Dallas Dwight. And I'm Drizzle Severa. What's up? And we have a very special guest with us today, Mr. We do. Chris. Hey. Chrisothy. Chrisothy. Christy Stout. Chris. No, my dad used to call me that. <laughs> oh, shit. That is PTSD. deeper than what you just said, for sure. Uh, I believe this is episode 33. I think, yeah. That's I think what it's I was miming at you yeah. a minute ago. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that didn't get I, across. I, yeah, I did not smell what you were stepping failed, in at all. Failed the mime school. Yeah. For sure. He didn't smell the tom. Um, yeah. Well, Chris, thanks for being here with us, man. Thank you. Good to be here. Chris is uh, the business manager for the LA Maybe, and he is a guy that's usually behind the scenes doing most of the good work that we are uh, thankful for. Chris is 100% the reason we are where we are today. Yeah. Well... Well, I They're mean, thirty percent. Okay. Well, as far as like, I'm a solid six. As far as like, not kidding, not kidding. like actually one of the band members. Like, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Back to hundred. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Appreciate that. You didn't. You, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't have time to actually clarify my my yeah. complete thought. You know, so yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, but you're also a musician. I am. And, yeah, I and you drums. love music, and I you, do. and you do music. So I want to hear about that. Tell me about. We've talked about it maybe a little bit from time to time, but yeah, it's a sad story, but I'll share anyway. Uh, oh, is this this dad thing coming back? <laughs> yeah, it is actually. I had a uh, my stepdad was a uh, he was a drummer himself. So when I was a kid, about six years old, and he drummed on me. He no, just kidding. Wow, he did. I was abused uh, physically. Thank you for breaking that. Up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No. Thanks. No. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh, well, now this now this is a whole thing. Yeah. See, it's a whole thing now. We gotta so. cut all this <laughs> twice, <laughs> twice now, twice now, Dallas. Come on. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> This is only going bad. Yeah, so no, anyway, the good part of it is I learned to play drums when I was six years old, uh, just on drum pad, just doing little rolls here and there, and then I progressed into a full drum set eventually, and then um, as I got more into my young adult life, I started playing in the uh, church um, yeah. band. A lot, of, a lot of people start in church. Yeah, contemporary Christian music was really yeah. good, so I enjoyed it. Yeah. So you too? Yeah. 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 Well, most, most CCM? Contemporary Christian music? Yeah, yeah CCM. CCM. Uh, most of it's just you too. Yeah, that's true. Which is good. They do a good job. I yeah. love you too. It sounds great. Yeah, but that is what it is. Um, I'm I'm jealous of people like you that started at six. I started at twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I started at twelve as well. My so. friend Daniel Kyer started at six, and I was always jealous because he was so much better than me. <laughs> late. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, you got six years on me, man. Late bloomers, you know. Yeah, but I mean, some people don't start till they're like twenty something. But you guys are much better at guitar than I am at drums, though. That's a big difference, right? So maybe my brain wasn't quite developed enough to get to where I needed to be playing drums. Because clearly, waiting six more years may have done me some good. I don't know. But are you? Um, I mean, did you have any aspirations of playing? You were playing in church. That's something. I mean, yeah, I always wanted to play. Yeah, I wanted to be in bands, and uh, I wanted to teach kids. Right. So I've taught several kids actually how to mm-hmm. play drums and stuff. So that was always my passion to do that. Nice teaching. Yeah. yeah. Wow! Yeah, we're both we're both teachers, as you know. Yeah. As people listening may not know, Driz and I are both instructors. So yeah. is uh, Rasan and Foz in our band. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just a bunch of instructors here. It, it's you know to me it's interesting uh, drummer perspective of being able to move four appendages at the same time doing four different things right yeah. and uh, there's a lot of people you find they can't do that so no it's, it's uh, interesting when I move five yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there's that it takes a little bit of practice for sure yeah moving so five fifth one. 
<laughs> Without the fourth one, it is. <laughs> I can move four, no problem. You throw that fifth one in there. Yeah. Takes yeah. a little Cialis. I mean, uh, practice. It's, def- <laughs> it's definitely Did hard. I, yeah, no I meant practice. <laughs> Mix those two up all the time. I don't know. <laughs> common, common mix-up in my world. It's definitely hard. So, then what? I mean, you... Yeah, was, so, so did you kind of stop playing at some point? I did. Yeah, I kind of semi-retired, if you will, and uh, when, got when? out of it. Um, man, like age? Yeah, two thousand. So got age probably thirty-three, I think. Huh. Yeah, nice. So I was a little bit older when I stopped playing for sure. Yeah. Were you like gigging and stuff? Or uh, just no, kinda jamming. Yeah, it's jamming. Yeah. So I I got into music because, and it's going to lead into the story where you're going in a minute here. I got into music because it was my getaway right from my childhood that we're not going to talk about. Right. right. So it was a getaway. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I put the headphones on and go and listen to music and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think so, a lot of people can relate. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So I I can a hundred percent relate. So yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I think I can too to a degree. So my goal was to get away from things in life, and uh, as my life progressed, I found music was always an outlet for me. And right. then when I got into my aging adulthood, I uh, hooked up with a band, local band, and started managing and, and booking them and what have you, and got back into somewhat the music industry, and then found out that I liked it. So you know, when when like the business side, yeah, the business side of it yeah. exactly. So when uh, when I changed directions with that, and I started my own company, Apex Entertainment Group, when I started that, um, I really found that there was a niche out there for bands who wanted to get into certain venues but couldn't, but I had an ear in because I had already been in the market. So I was able to help bands get into venues they couldn't before, and to me, that was satisfactory. Well, that's what you did for us, and I want to get into how how we got in touch and how all that happened as well, but, but carry on. Yeah, so I mean, so once I realized that I was making a difference in people's lives, which is you know why I do it. I don't necessarily do it for the money. The money I make on things generally goes for advertising costs and things like that. So I'm not doing it it's for the like money. It's not like a huge profit. Yeah, yeah it's not. But a huge this kind of taps into your, your wanting to teach. It's not teaching, but it's similar. It's uh, still payoff, helping. I would people. say, yeah, yeah, still helping people. So you know, having a desire to want to do good for people in life, I think, is, is a positive thing. So yeah, you know, so it led into one thing led to another, and uh, I launched Apex Entertainment Group, and I have several bands and solo artists that I book and stuff. What Let's see that T. Oh yeah, let's see the T right there. Apex Entertainment Group. Where's the uh, the website, by the way? It's uh, apexentertainmentgroup.com. Ace. <laughs> not pretty, dot not pretty. dot edu. No. <laughs> <laughs> dot gov. Yeah, Dude, we still got to get that dot gov <laughs> thing going gotta, for the LA maybe. LA maybe fans, vipers, everyone out there, babies. We need to petition the government right now to get LAMAB.gov, and we need your help to do it. Ralph Norman is our representative. He's our <laughs> congressman, so please send him, uh, you know. Then we got Lindsey Graham He's as our get senator. This clip with you wearing that shirt. <laughs> and be like, I don't think so, bud. These are my guys. There's probably a laundry list of like requirements you have to meet before they even like. It's probably just like, oh, well, you don't meet this, so you're, you can't. You know what I mean? Eventually, it's just the laundry list is being the LA maybe. Or what if we just made it our goal to just check those boxes? Like, let's do it. I don't even know what those could be, but like, provide a government service. We're like fucking trash pickup. Like we're just like we're like old school. The movie old school. We're yeah, like yeah, right. To be a fraternity, but we're trying to get a dot gov. <laughs> Oh man, lifelong goals. So, what do you do with uh, with Apex? I mean, you said a little bit, but like, what is what is um, what is the goal with Apex? Yeah, so the goal, uh, the immediate goal, obviously, is to get bands into venues. And I work with the venues to schedule and book out, you know, generally for a year or six months at a time, whatever. But um, outside of that, I do all the business side of it. There's a couple of bands I manage. Uh, you guys, obviously, one of those business manager for you. Um, the other aspect really is controlling the social media and the advertisement part of that, right? So it's beyond just booking a band and getting them into a venue. It then goes on to uh, what do you do in advertising and get folks into the door. So yeah. I try to play that part as well. Yeah. 
That's the hardest part. Yeah, that's the real hard part, yeah. <laughs> I had a guy ask me today. It's funny you brought that up. A guy asked me today. He's like, so uh, when you book for the year, what do you do the rest of the year? Like, there's always things to do for the rest of the year. That's a good point. But I did think, as you said that, you were like, I book you know, six months a year out. I was thinking, like, so that means you could batch it pretty good. Yeah, you could. You could have, like, one really busy weekend and then just... I mean, you're doing other stuff, of course, but it's not yeah. like that. Well, when I first started out, it used to be October was the booking month, and I would do October, and I would do all my Facebook events for the year. And then, to your point, that's what a whole you do? thing. Yeah. yeah, right. Then it's just filling in cancellations and things like that. Then COVID hit, and that all went to the side. But, but you were doing it way before COVID, though. Yeah. Well, I launched my company October of 19, which was you know COVID oh, hit February wow. of 20. Yeah. That seems. Yeah. Okay. Well, then this leads me into how we met. Yeah. Do you want you tell the story? No, you tell the story. No, because it's just I don't want to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. <laughs> we're here to talk about you meeting me. Well, yeah. So uh, we met. We actually met. We were doing a gig. Uh, one of my bands was doing a gig, and Duff McKagan was there, and, and P. Hux and Dallas Dwight. Dallas Dwight was there. Yeah, and uh, what's it? Just uh, all the legends. Green. What's it? Jeff? Not Jeff Green. Uh, Gary Green. Gary Green. Thank yeah. you from uh, Gary's Moody one of my Blowfish. favorite people, and one of the few people who can rival my knowledge of Star Wars. Oh, so. I I love Gary. <laughs> yeah, anyway. He, um, yeah, so we met there. So there's this um, – I'm there with a band, and there's this young kid up on stage ripping the guitar. And I'm like, who the heck is this guy? You know? Yeah, so, then I uh, knocked him over accidentally getting on. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all back in the green room and stuff, and I look over, and there's this you know young kid uh, – no offense, young kid sitting with Duff McKagan just going over riffs and Duff's just digging. And I'm like, wow, this kid's got something, you know. And uh, so um, that's where we met initially. And then, man, you it, should actually probably say that the young kid was indeed me. <laughs> the young kid was indeed you're you dancing Dallas. all around yeah. it. <laughs> well, you said it, <laughs> but some people are going to be like, "Who's the? You never said who the kid was." Let me let me. Uh, so the young kid was Dallas Dwight of the LA. Maybe was riffing with Duff McKagan. So, Damn right, it was. So. Yeah. Just kidding. You're the odd. He's, no, he's just being humble. <laughs> that gig was such, uh, I mean, for me, Guns N' Roses is my favorite band. That gig was such a huge like, life moment for me. Yeah. It was, I'll, always, I'll always remember that. It was January 2019, right? Yeah. It was 2019? It's I knew 2019, it was January. Yeah. And the reason I got the gig is because um, I'm really good friends with Bruce McKagan, Duff's uh, brother. older brother. Yep. There's seven or eight McKagan kids. Yeah. Bruce is 14 years older than Duff. Duff's the baby. Um, <clears throat> and I've been doing a lot of work with... Uh, with Bruce and on various music production projects and things like that. He writes a lot of musicals mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and I was helping him with that. And we kind of just grew a, a really nice friendship out of that over 2017 and 18. And through this whole time, he was always telling me, like, yeah, I'm going to try to get Duff down here for something, and we're going to, you know, whatever it is, whatever it ends up being, I don't know what it's going to be, but I want you to play guitar for it, whatever it is when it happens. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure, that sounds great. And for uh, one, I'll never forget this moment. He brings me out. He's we finish up a session. He's like, hey, come here. i got to show you something in my car. He never has done this once. This is probably session 60. And I'm like, that's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Comes on down. He says, go ahead and open the back seat. I open the back seat. It's the platinum record for Appetite for Destruction given to, you know, presented to Duff McKagan. And I'm just like, whoa, it's like all beat up because it was, yeah. he just put it in his mom's storage unit for, you know, decades. And, and Bruce is like, yeah, just, you know, hang on to that for a bit. I was like, what? For a bit. <laughs> so I had the platinum record for Appetite presented to Duff on my wall for probably a year and a half. Wow. Yeah, and I remember then, seeing it there. Yeah. I remember seeing it. Yeah, yeah and it Duff, uh, or Bruce came back. He moved to Seattle not too long yep. ago, back home. And, uh, and he took it back with him, obviously, then. But I had it for a long time. And um, <clears throat> that was a really special thing. That was one of the first conversations you and I ever actually had. Oh, probably the first. <clears throat> Hi, guys. I, I have the platinum record. <laughs> <laughs> So so I come over to try out before I was going to try out for the band just to like come over and talk about original stuff and I, I guess well yeah. we had we had ended up doing um fake I was at Ashton's at, house. Yeah, that was at yeah. Ashton's house. Yeah. And you were like, "Hey, see that up there on the wall?" Yeah. I was like <laughs> I was like, 
Yeah, dude. Is Fucking that poison? Guns N' Roses? <laughs> I was like, you're like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's the platinum record. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, I'm not like that braggy no, and no, shit. No, 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 you, no, no. You, I'm you the biggest not, fan. That's, were, I'm coming you, from no, like, you, the fan world, you know. No, not you were like not. A, you told me, you told me about Bruce and uh, and and how I told you, you got probably it. word yeah. for word what I just said. Here, exactly. I've said it Dude, to so exactly, many people. Exactly. Exactly. No. No. I just have to embellish the story because it's so fun. Yeah, make me sound like a dick. No, nah, dude. Nah, nah. <laughs> they can they know for themselves that I'm a dick. Platinum dick. <laughs> Platinum but, dick. <laughs> <laughs> but bringing it all back, that's how I, I got involved in this thing. And then yep. Bruce finally called me up. He was like, hey, we're doing it. And uh, one of my favorite things he ever said, he was like, Duff's being so generous. He's, he's flying out on his own dime. Quickly Google Duff's net worth. It's over $40 million. His own like, dime. yeah, I think he could afford it. Okay. It's fine. I think it's dime. <laughs> I think it's, it's like fine. one dime. That is a dime to him. You're right. That's a great point. Yeah. First class ticket. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah, so that's how I got involved with it. And uh, there was a bunch of, you know, all star group of musicians there. I was just lucky to be a part of it. A couple of us younger kids were there, mm-hmm. just happy to fill in and be a part yeah. of things and, um, and support the the older cats and I hate that I said cats and, um, and you were there yeah, yeah managing one of your bands. That that's was right. There. Yep. And that was, um, I won't give out too many names, yeah. but, but it was, uh, that's, yeah, that's how we met. So yeah. I yep. remember, um, that's cool. Kind of the two perspectives. Yeah. That moment, one of my favorite moments in my whole life is sitting on that couch with Duff and he has an acoustic guitar and he's playing something and he hands it to me and he's like, show me something. So I start playing Treasure by Bruno Mars. And he goes, whoa, 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 what's that? Show me that. And I start teaching him Treasure by yeah. Bruno Mars. Which is pretty cool, right? Because we had just learned it for our variety set. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fresh in my mind. The chance funky thing. The chances of y'all being, all of you guys, including Duff and everything together in the same room is almost like lightning strike twice. And, 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 and that's a great point. Oh, and not, and not only that, that's an amazing joke. <laughs> not, <laughs> you've been prepping this for 20 minutes. I know. Not only that, though, for for seriousness, though, for um, serious, for serious, we were there from eleven a.m. to like eleven p.m. We were there for twelve hours together. It was I, a long I, day. I told I told everyone this, and that was just that one day where Duff had come in and all that. But the week before, P. Hux and uh, Ben Hoyt, the violinist who was there, that was with P. Hux yeah. and and Quentin Bathia, the pianist, uh, pianist awesome. and uh, and singer, just an incredible musician. All of us were, were hanging with Bruce and, and the whole crew and everything for like the whole week leading up to it. And it just felt like summer camp. Yeah. We were just in rehearsals all day. We were having dinners every night as a group, laughing. I mean, Ben and I are just – Ben and I hit it off super hard. Like we were just top complex conversations about life and music to like 3 in the morning. Just like standing here just like, not, we're not going to bed. Like what's your thoughts on – like <laughs> yeah. just keep going. And uh, it was just so fun. And by the end of all of it, it was kind of it felt like summer camp. It was like, oh, man, see you. Like, yeah. bye. Like, see you next summer. Like, yeah. well, it's been two or three years now. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, that was a life moment for sure. And, and that's where we met. And this has been an amazing relationship, having you. Yeah. And uh, marrying you and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day you called me. I was, uh, we were talking about this earlier. I was staying in a, an airport in Chicago, of all places. We are talking about the airlines. And, ORD. Uh, <clears throat> you're like, hey. That's where the name of this band came from, that airport. Yeah, there you go. LRD. Yep. Um, anyway, no, you know, no, oh, no legitimately O'Hare, really? though. O'Hare, yeah. Legitimately, right? the name came yeah, O'Hare, yeah. because of that airport. Yeah, it was in a, the O'Hare airport. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. I was sitting there, texted Foz. Nice. But yeah, the airport code is ORD. Oh, oh, I said the name of the band. Yeah. Oh no, ORD is the airport code. That's, right? like, that's O'Hare. Yeah, yeah, right? That's okay. why I was like, no, it didn't. <laughs> I confused everybody. Back to you. I called you in the airport. No worries. Yeah, you called me. I was staying in the airport, and you're like, hey, you want to talk? I'm like, yeah. So we started talking about business and what have you, and that's how I got connected with the LA maybe, and that's been. It's been a, a journey, and um, it's been awesome, actually. Yeah. Well, what made me want to work with you was the, the band you were working with and how professionally everything was handled. 
and how good it seemed like everything was a smooth machine. You had the laminates. You were you were running around taking care of stuff, and you yeah. just looked like the guy that was getting shit done. <clears throat> and I was like, we need one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tend to want so. to be the guy who knows and anticipates what needs to happen, right? Yeah. So if I'm standing on the side of the stage and I see a cymbal stands falling over, I'm going to go fix it. Or you know, right. I see your pedal board come unplugged or something, I'm going to run up there and fix it. Right. I tend to pay attention to those things. Which, yeah. you know. And being a musician helps with that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Because you know when stuff's kind of wrong. I can, I can wrong. 100% say yes, that is exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I remember we met in Chili's. That's right. No. Yeah. It's Chili's. Not, no, it was uh, Buffalo Wild Wing. My son was there. Two meetings then. Yeah, the second meeting was at Chili's. Okay, that's, that's the one. I remember. That's when we signed. There was somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. You're right. It was Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. Yep, he came. Yeah, that's good times. Yeah, he reminds me of all the time. Really? Yeah. Your son does? My son. What he does has he a say? memory like an elephant. What does he say? He's like, Dad, the LA, maybe that's the ones we said at Buffalo Wild Wings and had lunch with, right? I'm like, Yeah, it is. He's like, Yeah, I remember. I remember. That's yeah. awesome. Wait, how old was he at the time? He oh wouldn't. gosh. He's 11 now. He was probably, what, 22? <laughs> yeah, he's 22. I don't know. He's got his first How's kid How's that right math now. work? <laughs> yeah. He's married, got a kid now, 11. But since, um, I mean, since we kind of partnered with Apex and things, and, and then we obviously took, took kind of you to a different level with us. Yeah, than, for sure. Yeah. Than other things. Um, as far as, like, it was, at first it started as kind of, like, just your typical, like, all bookie gigs. Yeah. And then it quickly became more. Exactly as right. you got more involved in stuff. <clears throat> um, there was a question. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, it's a good question. Back to you. Yeah, back to me. So, yeah, so uh, it, it quickly developed into more of a business relationship uh, outside of the friendship, which has been really nice, you know, really putting structure into the band, the LA Maybe, and yeah. you guys, um, you, you propelled yourselves so much since the day that we had that first phone call until where we are today. I mean, just the, the energy and the time you guys put into the band in general has really made it easy for someone like me to step in and, and put all the legalities behind the scenes in place and, and make sure we get the things we need to do yeah. to make sure you guys are successful and not set yourselves up for failure. Yeah. Damn, we want to fail so bad, though, huh? Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah, sure. fail to make it. We try so hard. It's just, it's just hard to fail when your future's so bright. Yeah. And you have to wear sunglasses all the fucking time. Oh, the future's so <laughs> fucking bright, dude. I just forgot for a second. Now I'm blind. <laughs> no, dude. I've been blind the whole time. Imagine trying to switch this fucking thing when you just can't see, dude. Dude, you know how bright my future is, dude? How bright? I just learned to braille. <laughs> nice. I know it's dad joke night. <laughs> hey, that was a good one. Come on. That wasn't a dad joke. That's pretty fucking good. There was good, lower dude. layers to that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever, like, you're in a hotel and you see room six or whatever, and then you see the Braille, and you're like, how the fuck could anyone ever have <laughs> figure out any idea is. how this works? Yeah. Like, I bet I'm that's, I bet I that's what the person the dots, who's blind saying, like, how the fuck? <laughs> And they expect me to know this. Well, the bigger, like, I mean, I guess also my fingers are so calloused and beaten up, and my hands are so gnarly, but, like, I can't feel the bumps even. Yeah. Well, dude, I I still stand by what I said. I cannot wait for the day when I see your fist connect with someone's dome. (laughs) Granted, I hope you don't kill them. (laughs) You've said this forever, dude. Well, he always talks about my wrists being like. Like my, I don't have much of a wrist. It kind of just goes just, fist to arm, and your <laughs> like, hands just—you have the cankles uh, like, version of compared hands. to mine. Yeah. Like I don't know the camera. Well, look doesn't at the difference in wrist, though. You see the wrist. Yeah. yeah. You're just bigger than us, though. In general, though, what are you like six ten? No, six three. Okay. You have the cankle version of wrist. Yes. Yeah. Chris. Chris. <laughs> 
You know, the other interesting thing about Braille and the hotel door uh-huh. or motel is when once you get in, there's really not much leading you once you're inside the room. Yeah. <laughs> the way of Braille. Like, now what? Tripping over the bed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> now what do I do? Didn't expect that to be there. <laughs> there's one thing in this room. Where the hell's the lamp? <laughs> Dude, being blind's got to suck Where the hell's Although, the lamp? If, if you never I, have the lamp on. You invite your yeah. favorite guest over, and it's like, why is it so dark in here? You're like partying. Because I can't see it. I don't need light. <laughs> yeah. You're partying. Everybody's standing around the room looking. Your life is the equivalent of those silent discos, you know, where everybody's got headphones. headphones they're going nuts, and you walk in, and you don't hear anything, and you see all these people going crazy. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I walked out of a movie theater up, uh, up down Charlotte one night, and people were in rooftop. I was like, what the hell? And, then and it was silent? Yeah. That'd be so trippy to see, dude. You would think you're an alien looking in on like Sims. Sims. Four. You're like, yeah. look at him. Is yeah. that a real fucking thing? Silent disco? Yeah, dude, you put on headphones just like yours, Beats or whatever wireless shit, and you go in and you put on, I've never done it, you get in and you put them on and it's like blasting the music so you feel like you're in the club and everybody's hearing the same thing. So you're going nuts with your friends, but like if you take them off, it's silent. But so this one was outside <laughs> and the beauty part of that is you get around noise ordinances because only you can hear it. Yeah, but you're probably screaming right. and you're cheering. You're screaming and, over 98 decibel, right? Well, there's a hundred of you maybe. Yeah, it could be. They all scream at the same time. Yeah, point. for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, stadiums, dude. Come on, have, man. Have y'all seen those commercials for those like headphone subwoofers that go across your chest that That's connects not, Bluetooth no. to your phone? I can't remember the last time I've seen and a so commercial. Like, so like when you got your headphones in, like you get to still actually feel the woof in your chest from this little. It, it's nice. it's essentially like like one of those uh, shakers that you'd put under a floorboard in a stage so every time the kick hits oh, yeah. the, 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 the stage would shake oh they call those butt thumpers on the drums right butt thumpers the, yeah you could put them in your seat yeah yeah exactly yeah, so exactly yeah. exactly so um, but yeah it's for your chest and, and it connects to your to your phone and I guess plays the music and you plug your phone into the fucking thing and so you're that's nuts yeah and you're feeling it dude I, I remember watching the commercials for it because I'm like this that's actually like pretty cool from a nerdy side like yeah, audio engineer just side your heart that'd be also pretty cool yeah but to say that yeah it, but but aside They're from like, that I know how to solve the population problem <laughs> <laughs> starting with audio files check out this new sub it's just an EKG I think audio files would be the last populate populace yeah. like they're still here like still in their studio like are is it quieter? Like, <laughs> I would love my studio for two months. Two seventeen on your list. Two seventeen audio files. Audio files. Your list you got running. Audio files. Oh 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 oh! He's talking about the list. The list. Can I leave my app here? I don't know. This cut button really fucking drives me crazy, though. Is it double cutting? It's double cutting like a motherfucker. All right. Give me a second. I'll see if I can find it. Don't put it on me if it's on me. It's oh, on yeah. me. It's on me right now. It's on me as it should it's be. It's on Chris right now. It's on me. Now. But now it's back on me because I have control over it. But now it's back on Chris because. Because you can. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. All right. What, 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 okay. What we're, well, explain to people what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you we're gotta doing. You got to explain it to him first. <laughs> oh, I got to explain it to Chris. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'm just going well, along for the Well, you guys have followed the podcast for a while know we have a running band name list. Oh, yeah, so you're pulling it up on Dropbox or your phone? Yeah, that's where it is. It's on Dropbox. Oh. It lives on Dropbox. His phone is busy. Mine, it's actually a Dropbox paper. Mine lives it, Mine lives version. in my phone. I just double cut. Well, it that's dangerous, dude. Okay, well, I mean, it's got to load. Damn. Oh, it's still loading. Mm-hmm. Give it uh, about 20 minutes on Jersey's internet here. I could just, you know, wire you in, and it'd be grid. Great. Be be grid. 12 is funny. This grid one, grid like is one. great and good. <clears throat> All right. Well, this isn't good audio, guys. We got to keep talking here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this is, is like this is horrible. I mean, I can use my phone, but it's attached to my um, camera. So we have a running band name list. Anytime somebody says something funny or we come across a funny phrase in a movie or something, we usually add it to the list. And one of us will be like, new band name, and we add it to the list. And it is currently right before we, we started this podcast. I think we discovered it's, what, 200 and something names long? 260, yeah, I think you said. Yeah, yeah two some, something like that. I'm yeah, so basically, I'm just going to do it here. Basically, we're going to play a game, and we're, we're going to ask Chris to pick, pick a number, and whatever number he picks, we're going to read off that name. We're going to read off the name. We'll do a few. Yeah, we won't do okay. too many, but we'll do a few. Wow, even this internet's terrible. I'm going to get off of it here. Yeah, just get off your data and get onto my internet, right, which good. is terrible. We didn't lose anything. All right, give me a number one through 215. Let's start with 69. Just how many men could have guessed that one? Man after my own heart right there. All right, 69, yeah. you're talking. <laughs> this one's not that good. Legalize life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's too real for today. All right. All right, let's, uh, let's pick 137. Okay. Oh, this is a legitimate one. Between Dog and Wolf. Oh, nice. I was watching a um, Derek Delgadio special. Do you know who he is? I have no clue who that is. He is a sleight-of-hand artist and magician, and he put out this one-man show that was pretty nuts. And he, um, what he can do with cards is just truly unbelievable. And he had a section of it called Between Dog and Wolf, and he was explaining that there was an old saying that there was a time of day when the sun sets on the horizon that you can't tell, they called it the time between dog and wolf, because mm-hmm. you can't tell if it's a dog or a wolf, because sure. it's kind of silhouetted weird. And it's kind of a metaphor for, like, you can't, you can't, there's times when you can't tell who's your friend and who's your enemy, right? So I got inspired by that, and I added that to the band name list. But it's actually, there's actually more to it than that song writing-wise, but that was, um, that's what that one is. So give me another one. Uh, 2.13. Oh, that's like two days ago. <laughs> Bickle neck. <laughs> All right. right, so so to cl- clarify, that was really quickly said. Bickleknack. Bickleknack. It's Nickelback, but all fucked up. <laughs> so it's just like Nickelback. That's our, that's our dyslexic oh, oh, tribute oh, to no, Nickelback. Oh, no. Hey, Nickelback, if you want to tour with us, we're sorry. No, I about- think they like it. That's pretty, there's no, that's pretty innocuous. <laughs> Bickleknack? Come on. Yeah, be great. It's like someone it. naming themselves yeah, like yeah, BSC, it'd be maybe. It'd be, like, it'd be, it'd be great. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'd be fucking great. I don't care on behalf of them. Let me, let me share a funny story real quick. So yesterday, I speak for Nickelback. I speak for Nickelback. Also, Bickleback, and I'm going to go out and I'm going to go ahead and say they don't care. <laughs> also, they'll never hear this. Dallas is at my house yesterday. We're doing some things, and uh, we realize we're both into... What, what were you doing, Chris? <laughs> I was changing his oil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not only a business manager, I'm the mechanic, the band mechanic. <laughs> I know you're actually like just changing his oil, but but because of the way I asked had to, and the way that came across, had to, had to be said. It had to be said. Had yeah. to be said. Oh, Never changed man. oil on a Toyota before. What an experience that was. But I had to go to the shop twice. Yeah, to store twice and get a special tool. But now you have the tool. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. Now, now you have my. Now tool. he has. Now he has the tool. No, you guys, seriously. Yeah. Seriously. So we realize that we both like magic tricks, right? We're both yeah, in the sure. cars. Oh, well, these like people that. know. Yeah, these people know, right? So we've uh, done magic on here a bunch. So my wife Lori happens to walk out into the garage, and uh, we're looking at the cards and stuff. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna show you a magic trick." So he's like, "Lori, come here." So he's like, "I can tell you what these cards are." He's like, six of diamonds," and I'm like, "How'd you see that?" And then he holds the next one, six of clubs, whatever. And my wife's like, "Oh, yeah, I can tell." I'm like, "By the way, don't reveal how it's done." I'm not. That's why I'm being okay. very. Uh, I'm like, "How?" He's like, "Anybody can tell." I'm like, "How do you know this?" And my wife's like, "Oh, I see a ten of diamonds." I'm like, "What? I'm the one that does magic in the house. What's going on?" But, <laughs> 
couldn't figure it out, man. But my wife could see it. <laughs> we've done know. we've done that trick on this podcast. Yeah. So yeah. all these yep. listeners that are listening or have seen it yeah, before, so and I don't I don't want them to know. I guess your wife so and I have a too. lot in common. I've got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? You? Yeah. Yeah. I showed I showed Driz. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a fun. It's a good trick. Well, now you know. I know now. But. Man, this sounds yeah. like a really incestuous relationship. The way we're just talking in like, you know, yeah. it's it's. Well, okay. I cleaned it up. I throw my wife in there. I'm just talking about changing each other's oils. <laughs> <laughs> talking about holding each other's tools and changing oil. I don't know what the problem is. I mean, just a little twist. And I got his wife, and he couldn't. <laughs> just just, just got to get up under there and change the oil. I don't know. I don't know why Dallas kept sending me to the store to get parts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why what's wrong with getting up under there and just getting dirty. And I mean. Just getting oil all over your hands. Stick a little plastic thing in there. Stuff that's coming right Just got to drain the oil. <laughs> this could drain. Well, this is a, what is oil in this metaphor? <laughs> I don't know. It's not really. Uh, yeah, it whatever. was hot. I Anyways, yeah, yeah, probably. It was piping. Pretty hot. We made the Brainiac uh, decision to drive his to car drive first, to the yeah. auto store and come back and then change yeah. oil. That was yeah, hot. that was fun. That was good. Yeah. And you got another number for me? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, let's go with uh, 14. Oh, dude, what? Yeah. That's like 2017. Old school. Green Bean Boys. <laughs> Where did that come from? I probably bought green beans with my friend, and we were probably singing about how we were the Green Bean Boys. <laughs> that was been my friend Logan. Oh my god! Uh, any favorites from you, Driz? Um, <clears throat> still a big fan of the, of of Abraham Lincoln's most fame work, the Masturbation Proclamation. Yeah, the, yeah, the Masturbation <laughs> yeah. Proclamation. That one's up there. Yeah, yeah. our fourteenth president did a lot of great things, and one of them was the Masturbation Proclamation. Um, the once you once you start getting past like the one, like one thirties, you start to get into some of the the gold like more joke names, uh, um, just like Fuckboy McJones and the Dick Squad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. See that in a marquee. I still I still stand by Johnny Pipes and the Four Timers. <laughs> I think that's an, I think that's an all time winner. Yeah, yeah, like, could be legitimate, but is also hilarious. Yeah, for sure. I hit thirty and thirty. Based on your comment earlier, thirty and thirty. You hit thirty and thirty. Oh, <coughs> cool, nice. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? We've had uh, a ton of gigs this year. Yes, and that's in large part due to you. Oh. Very, very large on. part. A very large part. I'm lot, not saying he has a very large part, but I'm not saying he doesn't. But I'm saying the gig amount. Just saying a lot of oil was, was spilled. <laughs> Dude, copious <laughs> amounts of there was copious a lot of oil. Copious of oil. <laughs> copious. It did spill. That's the new that's we should start an oil company, boys. Copious. Copious oil. Copious. Copious. <laughs> copious you guys oil. want to be trillionaires? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start an oil company called Copious. You can't, you can't spell trill without try, and we're at least gonna try. <laughs> also, we can't really spell that good. <laughs> Nice, uh, but yeah, we have we we set a goal when we got back from Europe in May that that we were going to try to go back to Europe this year, and we need to do that. We need a lot of money to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So, word, um, there were different ways we could have gone about doing that. We could have done crowdfunding, Kickstarter, you know, lots of different things. We decided kind of take matters into our own hands and just work book as many shows and as just we could. make Driz work as hard as he could to learn all yeah. the songs y'all already knew. <laughs> Welcome to the team, bud. We appreciate you. Because we'd been doing the variety band since before you were really in the band. Yeah, yep. But, or at least we'd done the, the learning of the songs before then. 
but yeah, you guys worked hard. I mean, you didn't do the things you could have done like most lazy people these days and took the easy way out and go fund me and crap like that. You guys yeah. worked yeah. at it. Uh, we're still, still in the middle working of working at it. At it. Yeah, yeah, we're still working. We're only at about it. halfway there. Yeah. Well, if you just do, if you do go go fund me, you're it's not iron sharpening iron. It's it's just the easy way out never makes you better. I think <clears> there's there's probably a time and a place for crowdfunding as well because I was reading about this yesterday. It's not um, fans aren't when you yeah. So when you yeah, I'm not saying there isn't a place for it. I'm right. saying I'm saying, but the thinking of it is like. <clears throat> When you start a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter or Indiegogo, whatever, don't do Indiegogo. Whatever you want to do, aren't they the ones that got in trouble? I think there was one of those companies got in trouble for like robbing Peter to pay Paul, basically, yeah. and like had a whole lot of issues. I think it was Indiegogo, but don't sue me if I'm wrong. Yeah, put that out there. And uh, yeah, I don't like GoFundMe. Allegedly, allegedly. However, people, the artists and stuff, dude, my nose is so itchy. It's all like cocaine. The <laughs> Jokes. Yeah. Um, the artists that are doing these crowdfunding campaigns tend to think that people will buy into, like, the message. Like, oh, the LA maybe needs to go back to Europe. Help us get to Europe. Rah, rah. And, and people don't. They don't care. Yeah. What they buy into are your rewards, your perks. They're basically paying mm-hmm. for your perks. There's just you're putting a little bit of urgency on it with the time, right? So, hey, we have 30 days. But we'll give you a private video performance or – Come to your living room and play, or give you this special sticker we made. There's a lot of different where where I would be. So so to to go back to what you're saying, where I would be not opposed to that is is where you tried and work to work your ass off to get where you need to go, which is the route we're taking. Uh-huh. Um, and you still come up and short. you still come up short, and it's like okay, we've done everything, we've we've done everything in, our, in you know that we've got in our power. The only other way to get there is to stand on a street corner and beg, right. a.k.a. crowdfund. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was a stretch. <laughs> Kickstarter slogan, stand on a street corner and beg online. No, but that, that, to me, that's what it feels like. And, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not opposed to asking people. I, well, I, you know, I've grown up. I never had anything handed to me. My wife and I work for everything we have. You know, I went from homeless at 18 to, you know, buying a house at 23. So... And I would say this too, like I know a lot of people who had everything paid for in their life and I'm way further than they are. And I know a lot of people who are way further than I am yeah. too, but I would say that, that there's a lot of benefit to to like learning learning how to find your way in life. Yeah. And I think I, and so that goes back into hand in hand with like we're we're learning how to find our way. Like we need to get to this goal. And so instead of going crowdfunding route, make Driz learn a bunch of songs and we'll go out. And <laughs> well, no, actually, I'm not actually, bitching about it. I'm not bitching about it. I actually just said this on our meeting. We have our Monday night band meetings every, every Monday right before we podcast here. And I just said it. And that was we're all going through this process right now for the first time together. Yeah. None of us have ever done this. None of us have ever you know, no one has all the answers. We're all going through this and learning at the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. That's kind of cool. But I, I like the fact that we haven't taken the easy way out. I like the fact that we've, that now, now us as a group know way more songs than we did together before. You and I were talking the other day about, and I'm not interrupting you. I'm, yeah, you know yeah, what no, I'm, no, you know no, what yeah. I'm going to say? We're just saying it for them. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about how many songs we know, how much, time could we fill if we played every song we know all originals all guns and roses all variety back to back what do you think uh and we estimated probably somewhere between five and six hours of music yeah 
And yeah. that would be no breaks, just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, all yeah. the way through. That's a lot of songs. And if you factor in the acoustic duo songs, it'd be even a little more. Let's do which it. Which is me and Goliath. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Duo opens for Variety, opens for GNR. <laughs> GNR tribute opens yeah. for LA, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's a full festival right there, boys. Right, right. Same guys, dude. We'd be so tired. But, but you know, again, you know, um, it, it's, it's kind of like being, it's forging in the fire as opposed to forging in fucking, you know, a microwave or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> My sword was made in the microwave, so <laughs> fuck you. It's uh, it does make us better. You're right. Yeah, and it, I'm I'm proud of the amount of songs we know as well. We're paying also, the piper, dude. We're paying the fucking piper. We're- it makes us attractive to people like Chris because of how good we look for one, but also for two. How uh, if we have all these different packages we can offer? There's a lot more they can do with it. True. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, I have an original band. Oh, we don't do original music. How about the variety band? Oh, that's perfect. Uh, we don't do variety music. How about the Guns N' Roses tribute? Done. Perfect. That'll yeah. sell out my room. You know, yeah. whatever. And we have all these different packages we can offer. Well, and this and has been strategic. so. This has been so great because <clears throat> we're not opposed to a label, but the likelihood of getting the right label offer is very right now, slim, especially slim right, right now. Right now. Yeah. So to be able to, you know, go this route yeah. has has funded everything to this point. Yeah. Well, there's know? still, I think permeating the music industry at least the young folks like us there's still this lingering thought that hasn't existed for decades but did at one point and it's so sexy and romantic that everybody loves it and that is that somebody's going to come in and say you are really good i'm going to take care of everything and that did happen in like the 60s (laughs) but that doesn't happen and hasn't happened for like decades now it's all about labels. If you go to a label like, hey, I'm really good. They're like, okay, how many likes on Facebook do you have? How many Spotify yeah, streams? How right. many seats can you sell? How many venues did you play? The last time you played in your hometown, what venue did you play? Did you sell it they're out? Interest, like, they're interested in 16-year-old chicks yeah. that went viral because their tits were and, – and I hate to say 16-year-old, but okay, let's say 18-year-old for legality. Let's, but like, let's go back on they're, that. They're interested, they're interested in seeing something that got to 1.5 to 7, 8. 10, whatever million views you see from someone who just recorded some shit on an iPhone. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And if you, that if went you viral. zoom in on that, though, that's, there's almost... I read that as like, okay, they're into authenticity. They want the real thing, you know? Yeah, but then they then they get you under their wing and turn you into... Yeah, exactly. Because, you because you're not going to make labels. it that way. It just yeah. went viral yeah. on a freak. Exactly. You can't, yeah. yeah, you can't replicate the virality. Yeah. yeah. There's... there's Definitely something weird about that. But as far as th- why things go viral, I think it is that authenticity. I saw a lot of videos of like people playing guitar on Instagram. The ones that do tits. Better- also, okay. Okay. if you sit in your fucking pajamas with a fucking spaghetti string and you got these fucking knockers just hanging out, that's me. Yeah, people click on that, dude. Yeah, though I you, get so you many- see it all the time, dude. It's like, well, they're not really that talented. I get so many clicks, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, she's so talented, dude. <laughs> You see how much talent she has? <laughs> Start calling tits talent. <laughs> you wanted to say something. No, I was going to say, I think that's what makes you guys unique and guys like you that go out and you, you do it, right? Let me stop you right there. There's no guys like There's us. There's no guys like you. <laughs> I didn't use I meant like more like Driz. Okay, back to you. Uh, Did no, you just call me Jizz? It's Driz. You and Jizz over here. That's like the... I think he's got something in his head. He wants to oh, okay. hear that. So, yeah, you were saying yeah, that. So I was trying to give you guys a compliment. We call it oil, actually. Listen, it's like me being a parent. You know, My kids, the more I give them, the less they appreciate. But the right. more they have to work for it, the more they appreciate something. Right. Yeah. Same, yeah. same with you guys. You're out there. You're busting your asses to make it happen. And you, you as a band appreciate it more. 
versus if someone just came yeah. out and gave it to you, you'd, you'd have no appreciation, no understanding of what it took to get there. Therefore. I mean, it'd still be dope, but... Oh, it'd definitely be dope. So if someone's out there... No, it wouldn't be dope because we'd be more likely to squander it. Yeah, exactly. Right? So and, uh, that's the thing. It may suck now, but it feels better later. Sure. Versus feeling good now versus later. You know that's what, what I mean? was saying earlier when we were talking, like, yeah, we're working our asses off right now, but I think we're going to legit look back like when we've made it. And I'm saying when because I feel like... We, we can do this. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, when we've made it, we're going to look back and go, those were some fun times. And, and in some way, miss them. And in some way, be, you know, like looking forward to the you know future I, at the same time. You know what time. I can see us doing, to piggyback on that? I can see us being like, Chris, book us a variety show. <laughs> just get us somewhere small. <laughs> just, yeah, just book Siggy's. <laughs> you're, doing, <laughs> you're doing a tour somewhere and you pop in and do a variety show. I actually legitimately want to do that. I legitimately want to go back to too. some of these places that have been good to us early on yeah. and sell them out to the point that people can't get in. <laughs> like, you that'd know be, what I mean? Yeah, that'd be badass. Yeah. Some of these places that have been awesome to us, like Stooges is, is seeming yeah. to be really awesome to us. Yeah. And Hickory Tavern Ballantyne. I'm so. 100% down. Dude, you, there's, there's one Waterloo thing. Waterloo and Blackpool, dude? That's the one, man. So, so oh, there's, that's a bug. Fuck. There's, <laughs> I thought it was, you just flick it on me. And you're like playing with something and it starts moving. He <laughs> <laughs> started playing back. He's like, oh, shit. The bug's like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's molesting me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm legit. I'm legit a bit uh, uh, serious about that because it's you. Because without places like that and, and folks who were like, Taking a risk on having you come and play and and well, like well, look, Chris probably about a hundred grand. Oh, a hundred grand. Probably. That's all you Easy. were thinking. <laughs> we'll just buy you Apex Three. Yeah, your private you jet. There you go. Apex Three. One hundred fifty million dollar private jet. <laughs> Where are you going, CLA? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I hear they're dope. I hear they're dope. Never seen them. Uh, too busy. Too busy booking them. Never always, seen them. I'm always selling merch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Man. Another, another. That's Chris, man. Yeah, just getting shit done. Get it done. Get her done. We always appreciate it, though. That's for damn sure. I know you do. <coughs> Even though we joke around with each other a lot, and people watching probably think we don't like each other very much. <laughs> I, I I really tried. I really try to make sure that that you know like how appreciative I am. So. Oh yeah, I, when I it really, all comes down to it, dude. Yeah. Like, and I think when we played your birthday, I think that was. Oh, that was I think you realized a little bit. You know. Yeah, that was uh, that was badass. That was, uh, but I, you guys are always that's very, just, very vocal yeah. about that, so I appreciate it. We also joke a lot, but we want to make sure that yeah. <laughs> deep down, deep down, like why are deep you here? Down. <laughs> like, like, why are you here? <laughs> oh, gosh. Rasan has this funny way of like being really offensive without realizing it. <laughs> He's like, no, seriously, why are you here? Yeah, I'm trying to help. <laughs> trying to sell your merch, dude. Like, yeah. What are you doing? I'm trying to plug up the box. And know. that reminds me of my favorite hard times meme, which is simply. Merch guy, demoted to bass player. <laughs> <laughs> Take that for some. <laughs> oh, man. That's I like getting this big pink cup. That's hot. I know, but it turns purple, though. When it's cold, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I'm so dumb. I don't know my drink's cold. That's what that means. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's why they make it like that for people like you. So, What venues would you want to come back and just blow up. See, Siggy's was actually on my list, but that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So venues that I would want to come back and blow up. Waterloo's got to be on that list. Uh, for me, Waterloo is 100%. It was pretty packed that night. Oh, we're not. I'm not saying we've outgrown Waterloo at all because we absolutely have not. Yeah. I'm just saying 
if we ever get to that level, that one is always a stop on the tour. Has to be. Oh, so you're selling yeah. up stadiums. You're saying you want to go back and yes. Yeah. And Waterloo is a small room right. if you're playing stadiums. Right. Yeah. Gosh, well, maybe we'll get there. Hopefully, that'd be dope. Yeah, but you know, and the venue could charge whatever they want to charge. You know, keep it all. Yeah, <laughs> keep it all. <laughs> we just help you. <laughs> so if we're playing stadiums, we don't need it. <laughs> true, that is true. You play gas yeah. in my jet. Though. They went out you of their way. They went jet, out yeah. of their way to book us. They, no, that's what that's what John was saying, and that's what we all knew it as well. Is they yeah. were so good to us when we were in a pinch. I mean, dude, we we stayed there. Like, yeah, they put us up for f- free. They were hooking us up with everything, and yeah, yeah. And then the show was incredible. It was that was yeah, an insane it was show. great. Yeah. I wish you could have been there. Yeah, no. And um, Blackpool, England, over there on the west coast. Yeah. Really cool place. I want to actually see Blackpool this time. <laughs> we 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 actually didn't, like we didn't see, see anything. anything because except here's for what, the here, except for the motorways, yeah, right? Here's what happened: we'd we'd have a chance to see something finally, and we'd all look at each other like, "No, <laughs> sleep." That's what happened, Jeff. <laughs> like the one day off, we literally spent in a hotel room taking wow. shifts going down to Burger King. Like, <laughs> Burger King. <laughs> yeah, just discovering what the gas station had that we were staying above. Wow. Like, because they had these dope water bottles that were full glass. You remember those? Mm-hmm. Is your camera still on? You make sure I'm still connected here. I am not. Yeah, let me let me let me check this stuff. I got you here. <sighs> got it. Technical yeah. difficulties. When I moved when I moved to the band name list, it would it would pull off. Okay, we should be good now. So, what other rooms? I would definitely say Trailhouse has been so fun. <laughs> yeah, I, love tra- I love trials. That would yeah, definitely be a great be a good venue. One. Yeah. Um, what are some of these other places we've played? Like routinely, I mean, Hickory Tavern, Ballantyne. I want to come yeah. back to Amos's, and people can't even get in. Like, Amos's has got to be up there. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be on the list. It's such a great place. Yeah. When we play Charlotte, man, for a while at least, that's the that's the play. Are there any HTs? And you know, what I'm talking about off the top Ballantyne. of your head. Yeah, Ballantyne. Ballantyne yeah. yeah. We had a good time at Providence too, but they don't—they're not doing music anymore. Yeah, they cut it taking out. Taking a break, but uh, at Amos's, how about this? They're taking—they're taking a break. Just at Providence, yeah. Uh, just, yeah at Providence. just at Providence, we just played there. We just played there. We had yeah. another one on the books too, but not yep. anymore. Oh, can't take that one off. Um, wow. So, imagine playing like PNC after party at Amos's. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude, dude. <laughs> Yeah, but they have the noise ordinance. Yeah, there. but maybe we could get around it somehow. Yeah, Probably just because we're the LA maybe and we have a .gov website. They'd press, that's a good point. You'd legally have to let us. That's right. Yeah. Government <laughs> entity. Yeah. Security clearance. We got to get the .gov. It's basically, yeah, we got to get the .gov. And if anyone says you can't do it, we just say it's above your pay grade. <laughs> noise ordinance. <laughs> I own our, this our place. Staff, above your pay grade. Our staff walk around with like FBI. Granted, yeah. doesn't mean much these days. But <laughs> yeah. we have our own secret service. We're all credentialized. We're good. Yeah. We have our own secret service. Yeah. What else is on your mind, Chris? I want to pick your brain. Uh, well, so what's next for you guys? So you've announced that you're going back over in the fall, right? More winter. Nope. <laughs> we well, can't announce that yet. <laughs> going back over to the, uh, the Stooges. Yeah. <laughs> it's be a great I, trip. I, think, I think most people know it's coming because we have announced one day over there. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, by the time this comes out, we would have announced it. So yeah, we can actually talk about it. Hey, look Yay. at that! Yay! What's up? We're talking about it, people. Yes, because uh, we're filming this August twenty second. It'll be coming out one about one week from today, and the announcement was August twenty sixth this last Friday. We're coming back to the UK. Probably should have said this at the beginning. Damn, we're we're stupid, dude. 
Let's do it all over. Start over. <laughs> Scrap it. <laughs> Leave the dead part yeah. out. <laughs> hey, yeah. what's up? I'm Dallas. Welcome back. No. Um, yeah, we're coming back to the UK December 3rd, 3rd. in Sheffield through the 16th. We're going to be there doing a lot of shows with you guys. We can't wait to be back. Drew's. Who else came out of Sheffield? Who else came out of Sheffield? Yeah. Famous band. Really, really famous. Guns N' Roses. Sheffield, Illinois. I don't know. Didn't uh, Def Leppard come out of Sheffield? Did they? I don't know. We could find out if we had internet that worked, but we don't. We don't. We don't. <clears throat> I want to say they came out of Sheffield. But maybe Beater, just, Beatles maybe were just, Liverpool, right? Liverpool. Maybe I'm just full of shit. Liverpool. Sheffield, look at Driz. Boom. 1977. That's right. That's Since right. Since 1992, they've been killing it with the same lineup. That's pretty cool. Look at you go, man. Very Birmingham. That's Who the was smartest Birmingham? thing I've done all year. Was Manchester Black Sabbath? Or was that also Liverpool? Or was that Birmingham? There's so The problem with the UK know. is there's so many famous places, and they're all so close together. <laughs> like, right. Compared to the States, it's ridiculous. You can get I anywhere. I just like, said yes to that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back over there. We're coming. Good. I was passing it to you to say something cool, and you were like, who else from Jeffield? So that kind of shit all over me there. Yeah, just shit all over it. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, we were able to announce now that we're going back to the UK. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's another thing we can actually announce on this podcast as well. Yeah, right? everyone knows now. Yeah, but, but we just, never in, case, but no one's just in case they have it. Yeah. So we're yeah. on the Kiss Cruise. I'm trying to set you guys up for this. Yeah. Nice. Look yeah. at Chris. Chris is always setting us up for success. Yeah. The people, and we're like, what just happened? The people are, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just gave you a career. <laughs> is, is that what flew by my head? I don't think we can talk it's, about that yet. It's too busy over here crossing my eyes. <laughs> crossing my eyes, dotting my T's, bro. <laughs> just, just over here staring at my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I could look... Look at each eye. It doesn't really work. <laughs> There's this bridge in the middle. It's kind of fucking shit up. I'm going to break it off. <laughs> it's in a way. Chris is like. Yeah. Chris is just this emoji. Yeah. That's me. That should yeah. get a new emoji. <laughs> yeah. So now, so what? So you got the Kiss Cruise, right? Yes. Going back to Europe. Going back to Europe. And we, the deluxe uh, edition is out now. In Quiet Riot. Yes, uh, that will be happening this week as you're listening to this. Yes. yes. Big stuff, um, man. Yeah, man. We're going all around. We're doing all the stuff, doing all the things. This year, we were, we were talking internally amongst ourselves at some of these shows. And I think this year is, as they say in sports, it's like a rebuilding year. Yeah. Except for us, it's just a building year. Building year. <laughs> There's no re. But um, I think we're, we're spending this year kind of building things up. And I think if we look at, at where we are this time next year, I think it's going to be a very different place. Yeah, I think the trajectory so. of where you guys are today versus where you're going, it's going to be very lucrative next fall. That's yeah. my prediction. That's what uh, that was, yeah, some other people's yeah. predictions as well that are, that are on the team. And, and that's good to hear because it, it's, uh, it can be tough. Yeah. Putting everything in and not seeing a lot in return, but yeah. um, the way these things happen That's is, usually how it works, though. You put everything in, you don't see much, you know. Oil. <laughs> you don't see much oil, yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan's podcast is a great example. He was just doing what we're doing now and just did it for like, I don't know, five, ten years before anyone gave any shits. <laughs> like and five no. to ten years, dude. We've been doing this for like half of one year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's, he's got millions of followers. Well, now, yeah. Now he's yeah. set. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, sometimes it just takes that that blind faith and that building, and and you just don't stop and you don't don't listen to reason when all the reasons saying like you got to stop, dude. Yeah. You just don't. For sure. You know, and that's the difference. I have to tell my dad this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music business is not about who's good and who's bad. It's about who's left standing. True. After everybody's been knocked down because everybody's getting knocked down. Yeah. So who's the last one standing? It's a, it's a, one, uh, I called one of my music friends for advice one time. Shout out Harry Myrie. And he, um, he told me, like, music is uh, it's a war of attrition. It's, it's just, like I said, it's not about, it's not about being good yeah. or, or right place, right time, so much as it about, like, you just don't stop. Yeah. You don't quit, no matter what, well, even so, when it's hard. Well, yeah, well, think about it. So when you guys were going over to Europe the first time, COVID was still pretty rampant as far as vaccinations and yeah. you know, testing and stuff like that. So you had everything stacked against you guys to go over there and do that show. We had but, way more than that stacked against yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> you had a lot stacked against you. But my point is, uh, finances in general, um, but point is you guys worked at it. You found a way to make it happen. You got over and did it. And mm-hmm. look what came of that. Yeah. If nothing else, you met Helen Biggs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right? <laughs> Give her a shout out. She's Big listening right yeah, now. Yeah, Helen, what's up? <laughs> we, yeah, love, so, we love Helen. Yeah, so nothing else. That, right? You got a super fan out of that, which was really cool because that spreads like wildfire. Guys, the people over there loved you guys, right? I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. evident yeah. they did. So. Yeah. They tell back. us they did, but also Brits are pretty sarcastic. So yeah, I don't know. I think maybe they all actually back. really hate us. But so are we, though. So maybe we're just like that's why we loved them. I know, dude. It was so <laughs> we awesome. said it so many times. But you could just bust their balls, and they would laugh, and then they bust, bust balls your back. balls right back. <laughs> I was like, yes, these are my people. Yes, yeah. finally. <laughs> There's not a tear in the room. I legitimately, like bloodline wise, yes, they are my. They people. are actually your people. Not, yeah. uh, maybe mine. But you'd have to probably trace it back a long ways. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much German and Irish, like you pounded. German Irish, yeah. Boom. Heck yeah. Yeah, and here's me just conquering you guys and beating you, you in World Wars. English. And, yeah. What else are you? Uh, Portuguese, English, right? Yeah, English, Portuguese. Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> Welsh. That'd yes, I do mean. have, yeah, I do have Welsh. That would be the Jones side. Uh, let's see. I, uh, From what I understand, I've got some Scottish and some Swedish. So Swedish, Scottish, English. Irish, I do have Irish though. So just white. I'm just just and then the Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah, that's why you get tan in the summer. Yeah, (laughs) you're just a mud of a person. Other than that, you're just white, dude. No one's whiter than me though. Look at this. Yeah, Yeah, dude, that's that's, a little red on you though. Got some sun. Oh yeah, no, I only turn pink and then back to white. (laughs) Yep. People are like, oh, it'll turn into a tan. I'm like, not me. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Turns into a white. My whole life, it turns right back to white. Good thing is, now it's peeling, though. <laughs> Welcome to life. Like an albino snake. <laughs> now I look like I have body dandruff. <laughs> nice. Good yeah. stuff. Why don't we move over to the Viper section? Yeah, let's move on over to the Viper section. All let's right, do Chris. it. Right. Say goodbye to our uh, lovely listeners. Bye, lovely listeners. Thanks for letting me sit in. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. Vipers, here we come. Hey everybody, thank you so much for watching the latest episode of your new favorite band. This is the end of the free content. But if you want to unlock the full uncut versions of every episode, head over to lamaybe.com slash VIP and sign up for our membership. For $7 a month, you'll get extended episodes of our podcast, a bonus episode every month, plus exclusive merch. You'll also be supporting us and helping us continue to stay on the road and make new music. And for that, we're eternally Grateful, so thank you.